from Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Welcome to the Ticket Weeknights. Featuring Nebraska Basketball's Director of Player Development, Buzzy Carruthers. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. 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 What's the buzz? Why should you want to know? Don't you mind about the future? Man. Don't you try to up, take Not much. Tomorrow, a lot of things going on in sports, man. Absolutely. Always. <laughs> There's a lot to discuss. We'll get to a few things today, man, but. You having a good week so far, man? It's Thursday. One more day till the weekend. Yeah, I've been doing well. How about yourself? Not bad, man. Not bad. Um, big game tomorrow. Cross, cross, cross border rival mm-hmm. Iowa. Um, they they gave they gave us a pretty good whooping last time we played them. Yep. Um, so I think uh, I mean we had a great practice today. Guys are are ready to respond. Uh, hopefully we can. You know, play 40 minutes and give the fans a good show and come out with the win, man. Um, you know, I've spoke about it before, but, uh, you know, it, our guys have not lost their spirit. You know, they're still fighting. Um, and, and that's that's the good thing right now. So, that's good, man. And, and we have a tough, tough road trip coming up. Um, and we've actually got three games in five days. So, we got Iowa. Penn State, and then Ohio State. So that's that doesn't happen often. We got a makeup game in there. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, we're still fighting, man. And you know, hopefully, we can we can come away victorious uh, tomorrow, man. We we started off really well against Iowa our first game. Um, we even had to lead uh, about thirteen minutes into the second half. I mean, it's the first half. Uh, so. Uh, I think if if we can repeat a, a start like that and just keep steady momentum um, going into the second half, uh, I think we should be right there at the end of the game. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited. Um, what you, what, what you, how you been doing, man? No Tito today. No Tito. Um, he's uh, traveling. He's uh, traveling to uh, California. He's going to L.A. So he's on the road right now. Um, but yeah, man, welcome, welcome back, everybody. Nine three seven the ticket. What's the buzz? This is Buzzy Carruthers. Um, young Carter with the K is going to be with me today, and uh, like I said, there's a lot of things to discuss in sports, man. Um, you know, most recently I was listening on the way in, um, and, and I'm and I'm glad they they did speak about this, but uh, the Zion Williams uh, saga. Uh, it, it's, it's getting to the point where it's, it's, I I think it is almost to the point where he might have to leave New Orleans. He might have to, um, I mean, I, I just, from, this is what I'm taking from the no communication. The, the, that's what I take from the no communication is that he doesn't want to be in New Orleans. 
that's what I get from it. What, what do you – I mean, that's what I get from yeah, it. Yeah, there's no way that he's happy there. I mean, there's I've, – I've never really heard of a story like this, especially a, a guy with the caliber of CJ McCollum comes to a, a new team and Zion's the star there, right? So and, and he didn't even reach out at all. I mean, that's right. that's unheard of. Every single time there's a trade, you hear about the stars reaching out, and they usually – usually they're overly friendly right. early on. They want to you know get to know them well, welcome right. them to the city. And the fact that he didn't reach out at all is really telling, I think. Right, right. Um, and then also, which we uh, spoke about uh, previously, on um, you throw a little the, – the slight wrench that gets thrown is the J.J. Reddick comments, you know, because to some degree you're like – you know, Zion's doing business right now. This this may may be his way of doing business, holding out, you know what I'm saying, um, because he wants to leave. But then you throw a little wrench in the game when J.J. Redick actually comes out and, as noted earlier, a dookie who is a, who is a dookie. Duke, just on, like, Duke on Duke crime. Right, right. Um and he he actually said, and he said he he's played with them. He's actually played with them, and he said firsthand, straight up, he's not a good teammate. So it, it I think it's a little deeper than uh, what, what everybody's kind of you know seeing it for. And I think the bottom line is that he wants to get out of there. Uh, it, it, I think. He was a he, he might be not being a good teammate because he wants to leave, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen <laughs> we've seen that uh, with guys already within the past couple years, like a James Harden, like a Ben Simmons, um, and Zion Williams is is no different. I mean, he's. He's that caliber. Well, he he he's, he should be that caliber uh, superstar. That's that's what everybody uh, is hoping for, or, or New Orleans is hoping for, NBA is hoping for. But guys can force their way out of situations, and if it takes them being a an asshole, like they they'll do that, and we've because we've seen it. I mean, yeah, New Orleans, New Orleans already saw it themselves a couple of years ago with Anthony Davis. Right. I mean, he. He was doing pretty much the exact same thing. He's a young superstar, you know, had some really good years, but also struggled with some injury history and just eventually got to the point where he just thought he couldn't get it done in New Orleans. So he kind of threw a little bit of a fit, ended up getting getting out of there and winning a championship with LeBron. So I'm sure Zion <laughs> looks at that same thing and goes, hey, like, it's it's not ideal here. I probably didn't want to go here to begin with. You know, I remember thinking back to that draft, a lot of people thought the Knicks might get the first pick. Right. I'm sure he would have been much right, happier right, in New right. York. I saw it's a like, clip about – I saw a clip <laughs> – I saw a clip that they showed with uh, like a lot of famous New Yorkers um, for that draft, and it was funny when they got the third pick and the, the bar or wherever they were, the restaurant they were at, it, it just went dead silent. They were so let down. It was hilarious, man. Uh, I think it was Desus Marrow and uh, who else? It was another famous like New Yorker right now. But, uh, yeah, no, they did. They, they definitely missed out on that first pick. Oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's the organization. I think he wants out of the organization and, and they are second fiddle to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. And that's, that's unfortunate. That's why a superstar, I don't think will ever really thrive very well in New Orleans. They need new ownership until they, 
they're an NBA franchise. Like they shouldn't be playing second fiddle to right. another team. But right? I don't think that ownership is ever going to no. leave New Orleans. Um, I don't think she will. And, and I, I heard even today that uh, when she passes, that the ownership goes to the city of New Orleans. I think or citizens of New Orleans. I don't know. I have I, no I, idea. I, 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 if 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 I, I mean, we'll, we'll fact check it, but. I, I believe on uh, NBA Today that they said that once she passes, that the city will get the team, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Like I, I think maybe like maybe in a, in the sense of the Green Bay Packers out. Yeah, I, that'd be interesting. So, I, or maybe yeah. the city takes it and then they can they sell it maybe to somebody a new owner. I don't maybe know or maybe it, maybe it was the stipulation that the city gets it and it has to go to someone from New Orleans. Maybe yeah. I don't know, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to fact check it. But I think that's. I, now the other thing though too is that you, you've seen that commercial that Zion was in. He he does look a little overweight, a little I chunky. Think. Yeah. So who knows how much that has to factor in with it? You know, with the recovery, uh, um, I don't know. It, it, there's there's a lot of things to factor in, but to go even deeper, I mean, this is where I was going with. You see, he's overweight. That could be depression from being in New Orleans. Well, it's it's just like James Harden, right? James Harden was not looking like James Harden there for a while in Houston, and then as soon as he got traded, it was like it was magically gone. So, right, exactly, exactly. You know, another thing that I kind of wonder about with this whole Zion situation too is, I you know I hope it's not hope it's not this kind of scenario, but it could be kind of a James Harden AD situation, but it's also getting to the point too where we could be looking at a Greg Oden type situation because I mean Zion cannot stay on the floor. Right, it's he's. He's got to get out back out there eventually. I mean, he's we still all know he's super talented when he's on the floor, but I, I don't know. Will, will, will he get back on the floor consistently? We'll just kind of have to see. Right. Um, great point. Um, and a lot of that kind of depends on uh, the franchise, you know, the, the, the organization. Are they willing to do what it's going to take? Because you can look at the Greg Oden situation and see – where there wasn't that total support that that I, I don't think they truly understood what was going on, especially with the depression that 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 took over as he, he didn't start to play in the drinking, um, and but you can also look at a situation like Philadelphia with Joel Embiid. You know he was injury riddled the first few years of his career, mm-hmm. um, but they stuck with him, um, and, and who knows how engaged, you know, he was with the team. You know, you, you see uh, you see that his situation was different. He was able to – it doesn't look like he was ever depressed at a point, you know, maybe because of his engagement with the team, his teammates' engagement with him. Um, you know, that that's a, that's a story that, you know, maybe needs to be looked at because you, you do kind of see that – with the Greg Oden part, you know, depression and drinking, overweight could never. It, once you get into some of those cycles as a as a athlete, those things can take a toll. Mm-hmm. I, I've been there, you know. I had four surgeries on my ankle, uh, three in high school, you know. So, it, it, once you you get in those situations, you you really uh, don't really understand. A lot of people don't understand. Um, the toll it can take on your mentality and your mental. Uh, and, and especially if you're at a place that you don't really want to be, you know, so 
maybe Zion didn't re- doesn't really want to be there, so that's piling on to it. It's it could be so much deeper than I think everybody's speaking about on the surface. You know what I'm saying? You could you could really go down so many different rabbit holes. With yeah, it. I mean, there's a lot of different stuff going on there in New Orleans. I mean, we've already mentioned that the fact that the franchise kind of plays second fiddle to the Saints. He's also had a couple different head coaches already. He's only been there for a few years. Right. The the team's also seen a lot of overhauling. I mean, when he got there, they just completed that big trade with the Lakers, sending out AD, got all those picks back, got all those you know young players back, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, stuff like that. And now we've already seen those guys shipped out and moved right. on. So it's it's been a lot of turnover. It hasn't been a stable environment at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see uh, where where uh, it goes from here. But, yeah. Something uh, interesting off the text line here, too. Uh, it's, it's a little weird that he's super young players, sort of unproven that he's demanding that. Do, do you think that he kind of has his right already to, to demand a, a trade out, or do you think that he – he needs to kind of prove something more before he well, should be really I don't be think it's a trade. Away. I think he I think his contract is up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he's the contract is up, I believe this year, right? This is his third or fourth year. This is Either way, his third. So I think there might be one year left after this. Maybe one year, but that might be an option. Mm-hmm. That that might be a player option. Uh we'll definitely we'll fact check that too uh when we when we get a chance to go to the um break. But um yeah, text line, please text in. Uh, we'd love to hear from you um, or call in Honda Honda of Lincoln Hotline, 402-464-5685 or the Sartor Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. You listen to What's the Buzz uh, on 93.7 The Ticket. Um, we're talking basketball per usual, like we always do at this time. Um, and – Moving on from Zion, uh, All-Star Weekend, did you get a chance to check it out? A little bit. A little bit. A little bit? So you're not into All-Star Weekend. I mean, I, the, I like it. Out of all the sports, what's the best All-Star Weekend? Probably basketball. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Come on now. It, definitely not the NFL. Yeah. The NFL is awful. It's terrible. They need to get rid of the Pro Bowl. Uh, either that or tell those guys to start playing actual football. But Maybe, I think – Flag football should be played for the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you might as well. That's basically what they're already playing. Yeah, just play flag football. That's I mean, and let some of the linemen go on some pass routes. Yeah, that that or you can do something like uh, just kind of put together your own little All Star Weekend. Do a lot, a lot of more skill challenges. And yeah, stuff those like that. Th- that that is a really cool part to watch. Yeah, so so add more of those kind of things, right. and then maybe just you can honestly just maybe get rid of the game altogether and just say like you are a Pro Bowl or like you don't actually play the game because I mean. You see guys that go to the Super Bowl anyways, they're still they're still considered a Pro Bowler even though they didn't play in the Pro Bowl. So you right, can just right, kind of right. Get rid of it that way, I don't know. Right. Um so what what did you get a chance to check out for All Star Weekend? I did not watch the slam dunk contest after the first couple dunks because that was <laughs> Don't tell you you really turned it off. You had it on and you just turned it off. Yeah, it was not it wasn't worth watching. It was it was not good. I, I had I had other things to do, so I, I moved on from that one. I watched I watched almost all of the All Star game. Um I caught bits and pieces of the three-point challenge, but yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, the dunk contest, going back going back to the dunk contest, it was pretty bad. Yeah. It, it was, was pretty the, bad. That was the worst one I've ever seen. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what was disappointing, Carter, was that it really was – because I, I've grown up on All-Star Game. Like, you got to understand um, – I watched Mike in in these All Star games, and I come 
the golden era of basketball, in my opinion, when they played. They played hard. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, there was defense played. Mm-hmm. All four quarters. There was defense. Um, and so I guess just how I viewed the All-Star as a young and coming up and what it's come to now, just having that – like I still li- – I, I, like I like – I enjoyed the game. I like how they've changed it. Um, I like how they do the Elam ending. Um, but the – like the dunk contest, like the one part – because I, like I used to – I watched Mike in these dunk contests. I watched him jump from the free throw line, you know, and – that was just disappointing. And I blame the NBA because they picked the wrong people. They picked absolutely the wrong people. Yeah, I don't understand why the the superstars refuse to do the dunk contest. I mean, they, they do the three-point contest. I, I don't know if it's just if they're that concerned about getting hurt. But, I I mean, if you're if you're that worried about it, just don't do anything, you know, completely like out of your mind. Like, you don't got to jump over guys. You can still be really creative right. without jumping over guys, jumping over cars, stuff like right. that. You, but. I don't know. If we had more superstars in there, I think that would definitely be a lot better. Right. Or just get some of the same guys that are always in it. Like, I don't understand this concept of having to get new guys. Yeah. Like, if you want a a good, entertaining dunk contest, go get Aaron Gordon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Zach Levine. Yeah, go get Zach Levine. Um, Like, and, and pay them dudes. Like, pay them. Put on a show. That's what it should be about and yeah now Toscano from, from Golden State who won uh I'm sorry um not Toscano uh Obi Toppin mm-hmm. they, they both are very similar as far as size um they were both in the finals Obi Toppin won Obi Toppin's degree of difficulty was was a 10 but like he 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 didn't have like that that hang time, that air time, you know what I mean? So his dunks didn't look uh, like poetry in the air like like some guys do. You That's know? why you need, you need those hyper-athletic guards in there. Those, exactly. those are the best ones to watch. That's why I was disappointed that Cole Anthony actually did not make the finals. And that was my pick, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. I picked Cole Anthony. Um, he had a really good first dunk, but then the second dunk was a great idea, but he never could land it. Mm-hmm. I think his legs were just shot. Um, and – so he didn't. He didn't end up making it. But that that those are the guys you got to have in there. Like, and you have to have you have to when you are making these picks NBA when you are making these picks you have to think about some type of artistry that that these guys are going to have in the air. And you could tell with the the picks that they had, those guys are they're too big, they're too long, they're too big. It do, it's not going to look like. You know, they're hanging in the air like a Dominique Wilkins or like a Michael Jordan or like a Kobe or like a uh, a Spud Webb or a Nate Robinson, even Dwight Howard. Now, Dwight Howard was big, but when he jumped, it looked like he was paused in the air, head at the rim. I mean, same with Aaron Gordon. Aaron Go- Gordon's like 6'9", 6'10". And, yes. You know, he went and jumped over a mascot, and he, he just floated above it and yes. grabbed the ball and threw it down. I mean, just gotta, you got to get guys that can just – that are creative and can, yeah, just hang in the air. Yeah. So I, I hope the NBA gets this right because that's one of the best part. Well, 
I hope they get it right because it is the best all-star weekend. It's the best all-star game um, in, in pro sports. And I think that they owe it to the fans to make the right selections. Now, <laughs> moving on from the dunk contest, did you see who won the three-point contest? <laughs> A big man, Carl Anthony He Towns. won? Yes. I didn't even see that. He won. So I don't know if you remember Tito was mad. Yeah, he was mad. <laughs> hey man, Carl Anthony Towns, he shoots over forty percent from three on the year. So he won it. Yeah. He won it all. He represented for the big man. And Tito was so mad that he was in it. And then he ends up winning it. Um beat Trey Young, uh, beat Darius Garland, beat beat all them dudes, man. Um and I, it was impressive. It was impressive. And it's all it like it got to the point during that dunk contest where even the announcers were discussing that it should be flipped. The three point contest should be last. Mm-hmm. Dunk contest should be before the three point contest. Yeah. The only my only complaint with the three point contest is and this this might not be the league's fault, he might have just said no, but I don't know how we didn't have Steph Curry in there the year that he broke the three point record. I <laughs> you you would think that this is the year that you'd really want him in there, right? Just at just at least the storylines, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it it definitely would have been cool to have the Curry brothers against mm-hmm. each other. Just yep. keep that going. You know what I mean? That that'd be cool because Seth won one, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he won last year, maybe I think, or maybe the year before. Um, but yeah, um, moving on from the three point contest. Now the NBA celebrated top 75 players mm-hmm. this year um you weren't around but we discussed uh on on a show i think back in december uh when they made the selections um the people that that we feel got left off uh the nba did something really cool and they actually did a draft of the top 75 um so they had these cool groups um, they had, well, they had some individuals. So they had Dominique Wilkins, they had Jerry West, they had Quavo, they had uh, Sue Bird, and then they had the Inside the NBA crew. They had the Inside the NBA TNT uh, Tuesday crew. Um, they had uh, According to Sources, uh, and then they had uh. I'm missing one. Um, I can't remember, but uh, but it was cool because first of all, Jerry West. All right, they they came up with um, like a an, ag- an algorithm an algorithm that would t- say who got the who drafted the best team. All right. Um, now the first couple picks were interesting. All right, so the first pick was Dominique Wilkins had the first pick. Then Jerry West had the second pick. All right. Can you guess who Dominique Wilkins picked first? Mike. No. <laughs> he picked himself. <laughs> well, that, that ruins all the credibility of the draft right away. Uh, right. So, so he kind of messed it up from the jump, right? Um, but his team ended up being third-ranked best draft team. So, he uh, – he, he, I guess he didn't do too bad. Now, who do you think Jerry West picked at number two? Jerry West. No. Mike. No. <laughs> Kobe. Kobe. All right. 
I thought it was so ironic that even knowing that Michael was better than both of these guys, all right, in my opinion, I mean, I, I think everybody would say that he's better than, than Dominique for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, it, you know, everybody knows that Kobe got everything from Mike. So, yeah. But th- I thought it was very ironic that Mike got drafted in the third pick in, in his regular draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then 75 years, well, of of the NBA, but um, I don't know, what, 83, 30, 30 years almost, later. Yeah, 30, 30, 30 years later, he falls to number three again. Mm-hmm. And these guys know what they know. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? I mean, that's crazy. They probably did it on purpose. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. But uh, I thought that was really cool, man. If you want to see that, go check it out online. But um, I think it's cool that some of the teams uh, that that, uh, were put together, Quavo had a really cool team um, just with with big culture guys like Iverson to Dr. J to George Gervin. But I thought that was cool, and I I thought the NBA really killed that. Um, But – you're listening to 93.7 The Ticket. What's the buzz with Buzzy Carruthers and Carter? We'll be back.